creating purposeful content for your creative business. Hi, so in my blog post last week, I spoke about why blogging is such an effective tool in marketing your business, the benefits of creating consistent, high quality content that educates, informs and inspires your potential clients about your products or services, expressing the benefits of your offerings in a compelling way that truly engages your readers or listeners. But today I'm going to talk in more detail about how you can go about this. Your content creation and posting lifecycle from blog posts to social media and email newsletters. So for this, I follow a broad five-step process myself, um, which helps me create content with ease. And it's something that I've had in place really um, since I sort of relaunched my business um, and uh, had my new website and everything. Um, and it just really helped me to have a new sort of strategy that actually sort of kept me on track really and stopped me being that kind of person that would do loads and loads of blogging one month and then just sort of drop off the face of the planet the next. So I think, you know, I talk a lot about consistency in everything, um, but consistency in blogging is one of those things that's really hard to maintain. So however often you decide that you're going to blog, just make sure that you know that you can really achieve it year round. Um, And um, some of the steps that I use, I'm going to talk about now. Um, that help me keep on track with that and help me maintain that consistency. So I follow five steps, I guess, to um, all of my creating all of my content and and putting all of my content out there. So step one for me is always creating that main piece of content, the blog post or podcast. So I alternate at the moment between doing a blog post one week and um, a podcast like this the next Um, So this is the longest main piece of content that you are creating, say, on a weekly basis. Um, And this is the piece of content that will take you probably the biggest time and effort to research and then create. So I have um, what I call my umbrella spreadsheet. So I have a a spreadsheet that I use and that I also give to my clients to help them. Um, And this covers things like choosing blog post titles, blog categories, And most important of all, what the purpose of this piece of content is. Um, So it could be speaking about the benefits of a product or service, for example, with social proof and testimonials from happy clients. It could be to educate your readers about features of your products or services that perhaps they might not know. Um, You could be encouraging them to sign up for a free piece of content, uh, like a mini course, or it could be to sign up for an email newsletter and league magnet, for instance. It could be for a workshop. It could be something about a specific product. But basically, every piece of content that you create should have a real purpose. Even if it's not a specific action as such, then it should be about building trust or encouraging relationship building through discussion of a relevant topic. So I think once you realise that you've got to have a core purpose to the piece of content, it makes it all that much easier to write Um, And also to have a beginning, a middle and an end, like you're telling a story, because stories are interesting, stories compel and engage. So once you know know all of those things, then you can go about writing your blog post. So once that's done, um, basically, what do you do with it? So a lot of people will write the most amazing blog content and they'll stick it out there, they'll press publish and they'll kind of expect everybody just to kind of magically know that it exists. Um, They might make, they might make like an Instagram post about it perhaps or, um, 
you know tell people about it once somewhere on their channels um but really when you're considering how many pieces of content we consume daily now just on the scroll alone you really you need to be putting it out there a lot lot more than you used to so step two for me is Pinterest. So I've been an avid user since 2011 when it was new and small, um, all the way to the huge visual search engine it's since become. For me, Pinterest goes really hand in hand with my blogging, supporting my SEO. Um, as a photographer now and as a stylist and product creator before, uh, the visual search capabilities of Pinterest have been vital in helping me grow my business. I use my blog post categories as Pinterest board names. So every blog post, again, has a purpose and at least one place within my Pinterest boards. I always pin my blog posts and my um, podcasts using Canva to resize the images and to create pins suitable for Pinterest. So as we all know, Pinterest likes tall pins. Um, So um, that's quite a good thing to remember that when you're creating something like that for Pinterest, it can also be used on your Instagram stories because they're both tall. So you don't have to go around creating extra, extra images all the time. And a good Pinterest strategy alongside your blogging can really help get your organic Google traffic working better for you. Um, as well as being really a fantastic way if you, you know, especially if you've got products, um, being able to sell products directly through Pinterest as well with supporting kind of blog posts about them as well as just like shop links so uh step three so the next i consider is my instagram feed and how i can break up the key takeaways from my podcast or blog post into short form for instagram um, and using any images from my blog posts for my instagram feed um resizing for stories and, and main feed respectively as i said Um, So I also then research the most appropriate hashtags for the content and I make sure that I have everything uploaded into Planoly. Sometimes I manually write the actual uh, Instagram post in the moment. Um, I like to plan visually with my images um, by using Planoly, um, but I often um, really write the actual content sort of in the moment. It's just how I like to do it. if, however, I'm going to be away or I'm really, really busy, then I will type it out into Planoly first and then set it to schedule. Um, and scheduling just it's just so much easier to to add to just kind of assign time to doing your Instagram planning. Um, but, yeah, you do lose a little bit of that immediacy and that kind of engagement. I think it's much more obvious, I think, if you've written a post sort of in the past, it's, it tends to be a little bit more g- generic um so i do like mixing them up if i can and as i say i do sort of tend to manually write the post in the moment although i do my hashtag research and know what i'm going to be talking about beforehand if that makes sense so i kind of plan it but then i I kind of do the fine detail in the moment um but yeah finding whichever way works for you best might just take a little bit of time step four i include more information or i talk around the blog post or podcast content in my email newsletter so I might be explaining how it might help my readers and I direct them to the, direct them to the right post or episode. I never assume that people have already seen it on another platform because, as I said before, we consume hundreds of pieces of content every day. So I don't worry too much about repetition. I just try to look at it from different aspects on the content of each of one of my channels so that it's still fresh and interesting if somebody has happened to see it on one of my other channels. So I try not to repeat the exact same wording and everything. I try and look at it from slightly different points of view, but the actual core main content will obviously be the same. 
So I also invite my readers to respond to my emails on different topics. I really like to actually hear from my subscribers in my inbox. So I do encourage those replies. Um, so that's another way of, um, you know, really making sure that everybody is seeing that piece of content that you've spent so long creating. So the next step, step five, is um, I post about it in my Facebook group. So um, I talk about the topic. I create conversations around that topic. Um, sometimes the topic has actually come out of previous group members' questions. Um, I, I always try and listen to them and what they need help with. Um, and that can be a really, really good way of generating content in the first place is to actually just ask your your audience, ask them what they need help with, what they want to know about your products or services. Um, you know, how can you help them? What are the benefits of what you're offering? So those are my broad step five. So as I say, just a quick recap. So biggest most important piece of content is always going to be that main piece of content, that blog post or that podcast, or perhaps you've got a video diary, but whichever that main bit is that you spend the most time creating each week or each fortnight or wherever often it is that you want to be creating. Step two is the Pinterest. So making sure that you're pinning that, that content somewhere. Step three is the Instagram. Step four for me is the newsletter. Um, and step five is uh, my Facebook group. Of course, if you don't have a Facebook group, then that's not relevant. But you might want to think about um, what else, you know, what other channels you have. Maybe you've got Twitter. Maybe you've got a Patreon account. Uh, maybe you've got a YouTube channel that does well. So, you know, think about all of those main channels that you've decided that you're going to be present on and make sure that you are regularly posting content to them. Consistency, consistency, consistency. You'll probably get bored of me saying it, but it really is the most important thing. So um, once you've created that content and you've chopped it up into the relevant bits for all your different channels um, hopefully you can just kind of put that system on repeat then and the more that you do it the easier it becomes because you've just got a system in place that makes it really really easy um, sort of like a flow chart to follow um, but often one of the biggest hurdles that my my clients kind of talk to me about my coaching clients say is that like how do I come up with ideas for all of the content so I've touched on it on it a bit there like asking your audience um but I've just thought I'd throw out some ideas for you for your content so you know just taking some of your day-to-day -day activities you know what do you what are you actually doing in your business every day that you could turn into really interesting content so do you have your photo shoots do you have um, your products do you have your materials your frequently asked questions um, your work life your workspace your home life that how does you, that fit around your work and your creative sort of pursuits um, have you collaborated with anybody can you talk about other businesses that complement yours can you talk about your uh, your, your um, you know your sort of creative process you know, how do you come up with your your ideas for your products or your services? How does that how does that look to um, to people from the outside? How can you show how your skills and your knowledge and, you know, and so on like that? Also, can you talk about any workshops or events that you've been giving? Have you got any personal thoughts on your industry or niche? You know, is there any topical things that have come up lately that you might want to talk about or that you've got? particular ties to or interest in or have had you know perhaps you've had a really visceral visceral reaction to something that's happened in your industry lately don't be afraid to be a little bit controversial you know and to, to actually say what you think um you know no one wants bland and boring and everybody to be the same it's really interesting i think to hear personal thoughts as well as things like help, help posts or how-to posts or 
you know, ideas on how to use your product or your services. So there's really like an unending font of things that you can talk about, really. Um, But it might help you to kind of break it down into different categories and then sort of cycle through them and say, right, um, what have I done this month? You know, you know, what what things have I done that I could turn into into a blog post? Perhaps you've been working on a new collection. You could talk about your inspiration, where you where you gain your inspiration from. Perhaps you have done a studio refresh. Perhaps you've got, you know, given your studio a fresh coat of paint you know is it looking great have you you know have you decorated it recently have you had some really amazing testimonials lately you know think about all of the things that have actually happened and you know just the smallest thing can really be turned into some great blogging content so once you've got your ideas you know you might want to research around your intended topic by typing it into google and to see what comes out on the first page Um, because it's always quite interesting to see what other people have written about in that specific niche so you know, perhaps typing in the the blog post title that you've got in mind, see what other people have written about it um, and see what other related search terms come up when you start to type it in. So, you know, the, you know, the Google autofill um, when you start to type it in, you know, read, read around what other people have written. How could your post, the post that you're writing be better, be more informative, be more niched into your specialism and your USPs? So there's no harm in seeing what other people have written about you just need to make it unique to you and better so that you know you're going to get that readership higher and you're going to build that relationship with your customers and this comes back to you know creating everything that you do with a specific intent purpose is really everything with content it is to get the readers to you know to book a discovery call perhaps to understand your value and experience buy a product learn more about you, learn more about your processes, learn more about whether that's somebody that you might want to work with. Um, You know, is it to get them to sign up to your email list? Is it to follow you on Instagram, take your free mini course or download your lead magnet, etc, etc. So really think about, you know, what you want people to do. What is the call to action that you would like somebody to take on that piece of, um, on that blog post or on that podcast? So, you know, so talking about this one. So I've been talking um, this week about content creation and blogging and forming, you know, a content plan. You know, so the purpose of this podcast for me, for, for me is that hopefully some of you might feel like you want some help with that and you might want to get in touch with me to help you form your own content plan um, with my help. Um, so the blog post that I wrote last week was really telling you all the reasons why you need a content plan, you know, why you need a good blogging strategy, why you should still be blogging. Um, So, you know, making people understand why they need something as well as what the benefits are can be really, really helpful. So then moving on to things like how do you design the blog post? You know, and I see quite often there's some really fantastic content out there um, but it's not really presented in a way that's that accessible. Um, you know, the way that a lot of people read blog posts or listen to podcasts now, it's in very much sort of smaller bite size kind of chunks. Um, so making sure that you use, um, you know, if you've got a very visual business, that you do use plenty of really great imagery in your blog posts. Um, 
you know, once you've decided what the image is going to use, make sure that they're actually resized for web use and specifically for your blog's required dimensions in pixel sizes. Um, and also that they are compressed if needs be so that they don't get so massive that they take forever to load. Because one of the biggest turnoffs when I'm reading content online is if, if a page is taking forever to load up and I just want to kind of quickly access that really great information. Um, I don't want to be waiting, you know, a minute for something to upload. So um, think carefully about um, the sizes of your images. Make sure that they're renamed as well so that they're working for you on the SEO. Um, you know, with your blog post title, ensure you have got all of your alt tag descriptions in too, um, you know, so that people know exactly what that content is on that image images, um, especially if you're then pinning to Pinterest, for instance. Split your blog post into paragraphs with useful head headings as well, you know, split your content up so that it's really accessible and easy to easy to kind of read through quickly. Um, use bullet points if you've got loads of information to convey as well. Um, you know, make it just really accessible. Um, distributing your images throughout to sort of further illustrate your point. Add outgoing and inbound links. So, for instance, if you have got, if you're showing off a styled sheet, for instance, make sure you've got all of the links out to all of the contributors, like the photographer or the stylist or the um, the florist, etc., etc. Um, or you might want to have a, you know, an internal link through to if you know, have been talking about the benefits of a product, say, um, you'd obviously then want to make sure that you've got a link to that specific product in that blog post. So really think about what people are going to be doing um, when they have finished reading your blog post. What is the call to action that you want them to be taking? Um, so some of these might be quite obvious and some of them might be um, a little bit more opaque. So they might be something like you just want them to be getting to know you more. So perhaps you might be encouraging them to sign up to your newsletter so that they can get some more sort of personal content from you. Um, perhaps you're, you, know, you might be wanting to encourage them to come and follow you on Instagram to kind of get to know you better over there. So it doesn't always have to be about um, being really selly selly it doesn't always have to be about selling a product or a service um but you know you do want people to be taking action from that blog post um so that they are staying on your channels as long as possible and not just getting to the end of the blog post and then switching off so um so finally you know just just to reiterate really continuity you know try and post at the same time and day a regular interval on your channels um, you know, so that your readers start to know when to expect your content, you know, how, however often that you can manage to do it, whether it's daily, weekly, fortnightly, whatever it is, as long as you're consistent, then you're going to be maximising that chance of that content really working for you. Make it consistently of high value as well. You know, it's better to, to create less content that is really, really high quality than it is to just be pushing stuff out all the time that hasn't been considered enough or hasn't been prepped quite enough so I think I'm kind of coming to the end of um, that kind of overview um, as I say um, as I mentioned if you know if you'd like help developing a strong personal content plan for your business then do get in touch with me you know I'd really lo I love helping people with you know really identifying what content can help them um, you know move their business along and it's one of my favorite things to do so if you want my help do get in touch you can get in touch with me via email, you can DM me on Instagram, you can, you know, just reach out basically. So thank you for listening today. And um, next time I'm going to be back, I think I'm hoping that I'm going to be back with um, my first guest, actually, podcast guest. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I think we're recording tomorrow. 
So I'm hoping that the next podcast you will be um, welcoming um, some new voices onto the podcast. So I shall leave it there. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.